At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and he's Amal Shaw. We've got Tank Williams, former safety from Stanford, first team all Pac-10, uh, and had a career in the NFL, five-year career in the NFL. He does some analysis for uh, Yahoo Sports, and we're going to have him on to discuss uh, a couple of his former teams, uh, Stanford Cardinal, Tennessee Titans, and uh, Minnesota Vikings as well as we look ahead to their game in Phoenix this weekend. Yeah, well, that's an interesting matchup. I saw the Circa, uh, Circa Millions yeah. contest. They came out of three and a half. There. I thought the number would be four. I want to start, uh, though, with the game tonight uh, in the nation's capital between the Giants and the football team. Amal, this number has vacillated back and forth between three, three and a half, sitting at three and a half right now. Total open 42 and a half. We've seen it come down to 40 and a half in most spots, 40 in some spots. The football team are minus 175 on the money line. Do you have a contest play or a live play with this game at all? I have tonight? a live play here tonight with Washington. And now the line's down to three, I see. Okay. Mm. Uh, I unfortunately bought it down to three at uh, 125, so I get the worst of it there. Ten but cents the worst because you got to like 15 cents in this spot. Here. Yeah, but even with the money line being at 165, you're better served actually playing the money line if, it, if you're going to play it at the yeah. 125. When I took it, it was a little bit higher on the money line, so I didn't do that. But, Mike, I think this team is going to struggle a little bit to score for the Giants. I know they're going to you know, potentially bounce back here after that bad home loss, but they look like they didn't have a pulse offensively in that matchup against the Denver Broncos. Now going up against, a, in my opinion, a better defense, I think it'll be a little bit easier for Montez Sweat and Chase Young when they don't have to face off against Rashawn Slater. I think they'll have a little bit more success, so we'll see what happens in this game. What do you think this number is if Fitzpatrick was starting? I think four, yeah. four and a half. I think there's a big, I mean, there's a difference. Not appreciable where you'd see with an Aaron Rodgers, but maybe even five, five and a half or six. I don't know, depending on how they value Heineke compared to Fitzpatrick. See, the problem, one problem with Fitzpatrick is even if you say three points, he's a guy that can play a game where he looks like Dan Marino 
And then another game he can play where he looks like Scott Mitchell. So you're just not sure which Fitzpatrick you get. When you look at this game, and I know your play is already in on the football team, mm -hmm. how much pause does it give you that the Giants actually beat them twice last year? You know, look, I, I think there's a little bit of concern there for sure. But at the same time, different year, different scenario. Um, I, I would take my chances against this Giants team. I, I have a feeling this team's going to be pretty bad. And, and when I refer to that, week six, the Giants were a two-point home favorite, didn't cover, mm -hmm. beat the football team 20-19, to 19, and then the football team was a three-point home favorite in week nine and lost 23-20 to the Giants. Yeah, both tight, close games there, and I think... Low-scoring games yeah, as well, exactly, right around yeah. this number, actually. Yeah, I don't have an interest in this 40, but I can see why people are betting this game under. There's a team total you can get on the uh, that I heard discussed this morning. A team total on the Giants of 18 and a half. Would you look to play that under? I would until they show me that they can put an offense together. I mean, think about mm -hmm. this again. They scored seven points for the first 59 minutes and 56 seconds against Denver. Yeah, it took the last play of the game to get that uh, touchdown in a game where it's already been decided. Heineke played in their playoff game last mm -hmm. year when they hosted the Buccaneers. They got a home game. Of because they won the, the East last year. I thought he was respectable in the loss to Brady. The defense was more of the problem. I didn't think he played that poorly mm -hmm. against uh, the Chargers either. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the thing. I think he's got a little bit of moxie. He can, he's mobile. Uh, let's see if they can get the passing game going consistently. And also, Mike, I think it helps that he's had a whole week, not a whole week, but he's had a little bit of practice with the first team, and he's already gotten into a game situation. Uh, I want to talk in the scope of the NFC East odds, and we'll look at the Circa odds right now, the, the live odds to win the NFC East. After week one, the Cowboys, and now Philadelphia was the only team to win a game. Cowboys become your favorite here at Circuit at plus 155. The Eagles are the second choice at plus 250. You bet before the season the football team around over $2. Is that correct? Yeah. Was your division mm -hmm. bet plus $2.10 exactly, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And then the Giants are plus 625. Any of those odds interest you right now as they sit? I would still take a look at Washington. Um, I'm not digging my heels in here and just being steadfast on it. I just think that... Do you hedge your bet with the Cowboys plus 155 right now? It's not a bad idea. But remember, Demarcus Lawrence is now out six yeah. to eight weeks. He's a guy that was... You know, he's one of four players in the NFL that have over 200 uh, pressures in the last four years, Mike. Uh, I think it makes a difference losing a player of his caliber on the defensive front because if you don't get home in today's NFL, these quarterbacks are going to sit back there and pick you apart. All right, let's take a look at some of the player props for tonight. I know you're a big prop guy. Uh, Daniel Jones touchdown passes... Over, under, one and a half, a huge juice to the under, minus 190. If you think you can throw two or more, you can get plus 165. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, the under's too high yep. of a price, so I'm not going to touch it. I didn't realize it was 190. Passing yeah. yards, 225 and a half for Daniel Jones. So over there. Uh, for Heineke, same number for touchdowns, so over, under, one and a half. The juice not as heavy on the under. Minus 140 to the under, you get 20 cents if you think you can throw two or more. Yeah, no interest in that particular prop. How about this one? Passing yards for Heineke, 240 and a half. I, I really don't know. I would lean towards the over because so Washington's more effective throwing the football than they've been running the ball. Um, so we'll see if they can continue that trend. Um, receivers yards, uh, Kenny Galladay, 54 and a half. Uh, no interest in that one. How about McLaurin uh, for the football team, 70 and a half? I'd go over. He's going to be fed the football. He's the guy. And remember, he's got great speed. So if he can break a tackle or two, he can get out in space. In the general public, this first player to score a touchdown has become more popular. Some books offer it for every game. Other books, like we do it for the primetime sure. games. Of course, Thursday is one of them. Uh, your favorite tonight is Antonio Gibson at plus 425. McLaurin's the second choice at plus 750. Logan Thomas, plus 950. The field is 1250. Anything stand out to you there? No, not really. I, I don't have a play there. All right. I, we're going to do a, um, a segment 
uh, on Thursdays here where I rank my top five teams in the NFL. So this will be the initial ranking. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do it preseason, but we will reveal them, and then you'll tell me whether you agree or disagree with the way I've ranked these teams. All right. Uh, and we're going to start out uh, with number five. I have number five after week one, a team that actually lost a game. I have the Buffalo Bills as my fifth highest ranked team. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I think they're right there. I mean, I know they lost the game at home against Pittsburgh, but you can't necessarily discount a team off of one game. It's still early in the season. I think we'll find out a lot more about Buffalo this week when they go to Miami. Now, I, I'm not I'm not willing to lay three and a half. I don't think that's a good spot here. I think people will actually tease the Dolphins up to nine and a half at home if they do anything with teasers in this game. I, I tend to agree with you. I think you, you, that's a good play here with this team. I, they got a great chance to win the game. Uh, number four on my list uh, of the top five ranked teams, I believe I put the uh, L.A. Rams as number four on my list. I went to the uh, to the NFC here for my fourth ranked team. I know you might have them ranked higher. I don't, actually. I think it's a little bit high on the Rams. If you go back and look at that game against the Bears, and I know I had the Rams mm-hmm. to win the NFC, they hit two big pass plays. Bears' defense was anemic in the preseason. They didn't show well in the first half or the first game. Uh, I have some concerns about the Bears' defense, but the Rams... Outside of those two big plays, I wasn't overly impressed with them. I get Stafford was good in terms of throwing the football, but their defense was giving up yards to Andy Dalton and company. I mean, it wasn't like the Bears weren't moving. They had opportunities to score in that football game. Well, here's another week, too, where they're going to get a test. They go on the road as well, and again, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They'll be at Indianapolis this week. Yeah, but if you watch that Colts game, they weren't stopping anybody. I mean, Russell Wilson was hitting deep throws. He had plenty of time to throw the football. And the other thing is, if you get any kind of pressure on Carson Wentz, he is going to fold quickly, and that's the thing where I think the Rams will have an advantage. And Wilson threw for uh, close to 250 and only 23 attempts, four yeah. touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, guys were open, too. Right now, what's your feeling on Wentz and where he's at in his return? Wentz is what I've always thought he was, an overrated quarterback mm-hmm. who got a long-term deal. Because I, I don't understand. You have these guys in the rookie deals. Why do you pay them immediately? They're not going anywhere. How many franchise quarterbacks change teams in the NFL? This is not like baseball where Scott Boris holds a team hostage and then he says, okay, if you don't give me 10 years and a, and a deal that's never going to work out for you, I'm going to take him elsewhere. These guys are going to sign. You should wait it out. Carson Wentz, you're going to find out in about a year. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in a similar situation, not like Cam Newton where he's out of the league, but he's going to be fighting to be a starter somewhere. Uh, if you watch that first game against the Seahawks, there's no way you thought, wow, I feel confident about the Colts winning this division with Carson Wentz under center. Do you like the Rams laying three and a half in this spot? I don't want to, I don't want to lay three and a half on the road. Um, important game. Look, when a team has lost a game, particularly at home, imagine if the coach dropped their first two games, Mike. That's tough. Um, number three for me. Now, in college, you say the defending national champ should be number one to start. Always, the until they lose. I have the Buccaneers come in at number three on my list. I have mm-hmm. con- some concerns about their defense after that performance against the Cowboys on Thursday night. Uh, why do you say that? Well, I, I didn't think they'd stop Dak. I mean, Dak went up and down the field. The Cowboys were in a position to win that game. I think this Tampa Bay offense is elite. It may be the best off. It's right there with Kansas City, to me, as the two best offenses in football. I know Brady's, you know, he's aging, and, and will that have an effect on him? But I think they're going to put up a ton of points. Can this defense rise and play at the level that they did in the playoffs on the run that they had to win the Super Bowl? To me, they're number three. You believe they should be number one right now? Well, no, it's it's a little bit different in football, right? Okay. It's a different dynamic because you don't have people voting, so mm-hmm. it's irrelevant. I think they're right there. Um, I think when you look at this team, very good. I, I'm not going to discount them that much defensively because I believe that Dallas is going to move the ball on a lot of people. That's why, to your point about taking Dallas, is something I have to consider to win the division because um, when I look at the offense, 
assuming everyone's healthy, they're going to be able to move the football. Now, there are some concerns. Remember, Lyle Collins is suspended for five games, or five or six games. And then, of course, you've got um, uh, Zach Martin. He's going to be back in the mix. But if the Dallas's offensive line has a problem, remember, they weren't able to run the ball at all. They're going to have to run the ball at some point in time with Zeke. Yeah, he's supposed to be a focal point of their offense. Yeah, well, the offensive line. I mean, every yeah. time he got the ball, it, you know, guys are in the backfield. Now, number two on my list, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they lose at Kansas City in week one, but I thought they were the, were the more impressive of the two teams. Listen, if it's going to take Nick, Nick Chubb fumbling the football and the punter dropping a perfect snap to beat you, so be it. I think this team is right there with Kansas City. I tend to agree with you. I think they played extremely well. They could have won that football game. And if there were a rematch now, unfortunately for the Browns, Chiefs have the head-to-head win, so that helps immensely as we go down the stretch of the season. But uh, I like this team's chances a lot. If they meet in January in an AFC title game and it's in Kansas City, and the, the threat of weather, doesn't the threat of weather actually help the Browns who are able to run the ball better? I would think so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you get inclement weather, you get mm-hmm. wind. I mean, that, in that part of the country, it's absolutely a concern in late January going into February. And then I put the Chiefs' number one look. They had a banged-up offensive line in the Super Bowl. They have an excuse through that game. I think they've been the best team for the last three years, and until somebody beats them, I've got them at number one. I tend to agree with you completely. I like what you have here. The only mm-hmm. one I really disagree with a little bit is the the Rams. Yeah, but who you would know, you put in the top five? If I, I was trying to think about that, and I, I don't know if I have anybody right now that I would necessarily put in there, but they're right there. Um, I will tell you, keep an eye out for the Chargers. Let's see how they continue to play. I think that's a team that can be extremely dangerous. Now, when we come back after the break, we're going to look at college football line moves and potential trap games. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. In about 25 minutes, we'll have former NFL safety Tank Williams join the program. Amal, I want to talk about some line moves in college football off the Circa opener. We've talked about this game. I'm going to talk about it more tomorrow for sure because it's going to be in my portfolio. Matt Metcalf said on this program uh, about two months ago, you love portfolio? Yeah, I'm just thinking that you know, the guys at Charles Schwab are very happy yeah, about that. Yeah, E.F. Hutton. Uh, he said he'd have made Penn State 11 in this game before the season started. Um, that that's how much he was going to fade Auburn or what his ratings were on Auburn. We opened the seven. We're seeing Auburn money here. It was six and a half, six, and now at five and a half. Do you agree with this line movement? Uh, I'm not surprised by it. When you look at, you know, Penn State offensively still has something to prove. Auburn's going to be interesting to me. I, I hope this game gets down to four. I don't think it will, but if it does, that'll be great. I think it'll be tough for them going on the road to win this game. Bo Nix has not played uh, particularly well when he goes on the road. It'll be a tough environment at Penn State. In whiteout, the whiteout, too. Yeah. It's the whiteout at Happy Valley. Well, listen, that's a, that, that's a factor if Penn State's winning. If they're losing, it won't matter. So it really comes down to can Auburn execute early on. I will tell you one thing. I've been into several games at State College. Um, it is loud. I mean, you cannot hear the person next to you. So when you're, when you're making play calls in a game where they haven't had fans in two years, Mike, it will be extremely raucous. And by the way, they have that annoying chant at State College, we are Penn State. I always want to say no yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, we know that. Thank no you. Fooling. Yeah, no fool. Yeah. <laughs> no fooling. Arizona, so we talked about this game yesterday. Arizona State, BYU, we opened this with Herm Edwards' squad, favored by two points. It's gone through the field goal, currently sits at three and a half. Yeah, I, you know, it's a tricky number laying on the road. Now it's four and a half I see here at DraftKings. Yeah. Mike, uh, I, I look at Arizona State, they're probably the better team. I think they have the better quarterback situation. I like Jaden Daniels' opportunity for him to prove how good he is in the league this year. But BYU had an emotional game at lost nine in a row to the Utes. They win that game. Now you got to bounce back, turn around against another competitive team from the same conference. So let's see if they can do it. By the way, this is kind of giving them a test of what the Big 12 is going to be like every week in terms of you play one good team, play another good team. I'm interested to watch this game. I, think I am this too. Will be a great game so to I think watch. what, 715 out here? Yeah, how, how viable is, uh, you said they, that they're a factor. How viable is Arizona State to win the South? Look, I think they got a shot. Um, UCLA's got a tough stretch during the schedule. They host Arizona State. Uh, the the Bruins obviously have Oregon at home as well. You look at SC, a lot of turmoil. It'll be interesting to see how USC responds to Washington State this weekend. They already have a conference loss. Utah, do they bounce back? Uh, now they're on the road in a non-conference game. But and then of course the one other team I think that's a contender in the South is um, Arizona. I'm sorry, the two LA schools, Utah and Arizona State. Uh, Alabama. I know you're on this game. You like Florida here. Alabama opened 15 at circa. It's 14 and a half right now. Do you think this number gets below 14 before game time? I don't think so because of the success of the Crimson Tide, if it does, I think you'll see people very quickly on uh, Alabama in that one. And Anthony Richardson practiced for the Gators this week. Makes a big difference. Remember he had that hamstring pull late yeah. in the uh, game against, or excuse me, in the game against South Florida, concerned about whether he was going to be able to go or not. I, I think this guy's an immense talent. 
I think Dan Mullen's going to have a game plan ready. I, I can't wait. This is the game, 1230 Saturday uh, on CBS. You love the Dan Mullen. I mean, listen, Dan, man, the guy Dan can Mullen find out a coach. Is he a top 10 coach in college football right now? Well, let me ask you this. In college football, how do you quantify top 10? With recruiting ability or just schematic advantage? No, I would, I would say the ability to produce championships. Uh, probably not. He's not. Look, certain guys have certain personalities, and Dan Mullen's not necessarily going to win the living room guy. Mm-hmm. You know, John Calipari is probably the best recruiter in college basketball, right? But he's probably not the best X's and O's guy. Roy Williams is probably one of the best uh, recruiters, but he probably wasn't the best X's and O's guys. It depends. There's so many guys. It depends on who they are. This is a little off subject with Calipari, but I think he gets underrated with his coaching ability because I think his teams always get better. Defensively. They're there for one year. They get better defensively at the end of the year. I would agree with you there. All I'm saying yeah. is for the type of talent that they've brought yeah. in over the years, you'd figure they'd win more. And I'm with you. I think he's a better coach than he gets credit yeah, for. I do. Uh I played Virginia against Illinois, and I was impressed with Virginia. I, I thought that their offense looked very dynamic. I don't know if it's a function of the yes, it is. <laughs> Go ahead of the Illinois defense, but this line moved. We opened uh, North Carolina ten at home to to Virginia, down to eight and a half. We're seeing Yahoo money. Yeah, well, I mean, to me, um, <laughs> it doesn't come as much of a surprise. Uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of this money coming in on Virginia here, because Mike. The one question I have with North Carolina is can their offense move the ball against a team that's competent and competitive? And also, Armstrong can throw the football. They don't run the ball. Virginia's going to air it out. What's the total you have on this 65 one? 65.5. Big number. Um, but I, I think this game's going to play in the 30s. I, I think it's one of those Carolina games, you know, uh, 38 27, somewhere in that range, maybe 38 31, somewhere. I'm not sure if Carolina covers, but this would be a fun game to watch. This, to me, is what in game betting was created for a game like this. Yeah. I'm going to talk about some potential trap games. UCLA. Uh, oh, stop. Go ahead. Memphis. <laughs> we'll go quick here. UCLA is, 11, is lane 11 to Fresno State. Uh, they come off that huge win over LSU. The good thing is they get to stay at home in the Rose Bowl. Fresno State competitive against Oregon. They only lose by a touchdown. They look ahead to Stanford now. Stanford looks like a little tougher spot on the schedule after that big win in the column. See them 11 points here. You're not afraid to lay it. No, I'm not. And I'll tell you, just to finish the point on Stanford, I'm guilty of this, and I'm sure many other people are as well. Should have given David Shaw a little bit more credit for the success he's had there. They bounced back nicely. But then again, it might be a uh, product of playing USC. In terms of this matchup against against the guys from from Fresno, uh, they're taking on the Bulldogs here. I think Fresno's in trouble here. USCLA coming off of a bye. All the momentum after beating LSU. The season is right in front of them. Now, when you look at it from a Bruins perspective, top 15 team, you've got the Pac-12 title in front of you, a college football playoff. Maybe you don't... Look, I get most people would say UCLA college football playoff. That's not for us to decide. If the program believes it, they got an opportunity. The season's within, within their reach. It's right in front of them. They played the game that I thought was going to tilt their season they got, a, they got a great win. They were dominant on the ground. Charbonnet, I'll tell you right now, the success he's having is an indictment of uh, Jim Harbaugh's inability to coach because he's come into Los Angeles, and Chip Kelly, he's another guy. Chip Kelly is not a great recruiter. He doesn't like to go recruit, but he's as good as anybody when it comes to putting a scheme together. Yeah, to me, the thing about UCLA is if you can run the ball, and you can run the ball when they know you're going to run the ball, Ooh. you're going to be competitive in almost every game. And the other thing, when this running game continues to flourish, mm-hmm. DTR becomes more dangerous because yeah. he's got the mobility to run, and if he can complete a few passes, he watch out. He doesn't have to be as accurate with that running game going because he's going to have some wide-open looks. No, but he's also capable. Look, we've seen it in the mm-hmm. past where he's capable of leading the team. Okay, Mississippi State, I thought, looked good against NC State. Now, maybe NC State just played that poorly. 
But I was impressed that, that this, yeah, I know they had South Florida in week one. I was impressed with Mississippi State's defensive performance uh, in week number two. They go to Memphis. Memphis program down a bit. They're laying three and a half points in this spot. Interesting game. Uh, I want to see more out of this Tigers team. Inconsistent when you look at them. It would be easy to take Mississippi State saying they're an SEC team, but this this would be a game that Memphis is up for. I, I really want to take Mississippi State here. I just can't do it. They play LSU next week. Of course, that was their big win last year when they upset the Tigers. Yeah, the good thing is, though, at least you can watch this game with audio. If the game is in uh, Stark Vegas, you got to turn it off because the damn the cowbells? cowbells. Oh, my God. We used to have them at our baseball games in youth. Utah, off that tough loss uh, to BYU, now travels south to take on San Diego State. The Aztecs, I think, are challenged a little bit offensively this year. I've, I've caught parts of their games. This number of them all is nine. Would you lay it here, or do you think San Diego State has an upset shot? Yeah, the offense can get handicapped parking. I mean, it is an absolute handicap for this team. They, they can't throw the football. And I think when you're one-dimensional against a team like Utah, it's going to be a problem. Here's the pro- What's the total on this game, Mike? Uh, we look at a 45. Just, you know, if you look at the numbers saying 27, 15, uh, 18 based on the fact that it's a nine-point spread. The reality of it is, I think Utah will score into the 20s. I don't think they get to 30 because San Diego State's good enough defensively. But Brady Hoke, that team has not really taken a step forward. I, I loved Rocky Long when he was the coach there. That was a solid program. But, Mike, I, I like Utah here despite them being on the road. I'm not concerned about them in this spot. I think they bounce back in a big way. BYU, excuse me, uh, San Diego State, just not a good offense. I don't think they can score enough points. I don't think they get to 17. Old Miss hosts Tulane at Oxford, and they're laying two touchdowns. We remember Tulane coming within a few feet of giving Oklahoma a scare in Norman in week number one. Ole Miss dominated Louisville in week one. They beat a, a, a small school in Austin Pay in week two. They go to Alabama next week, which is the game circled on their calendar. Is this a look-ahead spot and worth taking the two touchdowns with Tulane? I, normally I would say it is, but remember, these are two teams along the Gulf Coast, uh, so you have a situation there. You, you're probably familiar with a lot of these kids. Um, that offense, Matt Carell, they're going to put up some points. Mike, I think this game goes over the total of 76. I'm not going to touch the side. This game should be high scoring. I think Ole Miss, they get 50 in this one. Nebraska at Oklahoma will we'll touch quickly the old Big 8 rivalry. This number sitting pretty steady at 22 um, all. Any interest at all in taking Scott Frost's side getting more than three touchdowns? Is this one of those free plays you're going to give me? <laughs> no, I have no interest in, in Scott Frost. No chance. Boomer Sooner here all day. They're going to roll in this game. What's the number you lay up to? Uh, three and a half? 24? Yeah, up to 24. Up to 24. Yeah. I would agree with you. I look at the total. I think it's going over 62 and a half. I tend to agree with you. I, I think Oklahoma's going to score a ton of points. They're going to get into the high 40s. Alex Grinch isn't shutting out any Power 5 school. I don't care who it is. <laughs> exactly right. I, I'm with you there. People, people mentioned uh, on Twitter, there was some discussion this morning, USC ought to go after Lincoln Riley. Make him a big offer. Make sense? I, I know, because I don't think Lincoln Riley's personality is the guy who's going to fit in that market. I com- you, it's personality is very important there. I commented that uh, there has to be the caveat you have to leave Alex Grinch and Norman. <laughs> if you're coming. You want a coach who's willing to t- only do one side of the ball. Go bring in the best coordinator you can. Yeah. All right, when we come back, former NFL safety Tank Williams. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game. 
plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer them all, and it's for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Amal, while we effort Tank Williams, uh, I want to talk about teasers in the NFL this week. I think it was a very good week for teasers in week number one. Um, there were many ways to play teasers, and almost all of the legs got there. Too, not too many games fell outside of the range, and if they did, it was generally a favorite losing, and you wouldn't have teased through the zero in most cases, right? Correct. Yeah, I think generally speaking, you know, uh, I had a couple of guys who wanted to take my bets on Twitter. I asked the guy, he failed to show up on it, but... Uh, yeah. The thing is, when you're taking a team through zero, it's one you feel extremely confident is going to win the matchup, and it's a scenario where you don't want to lay points. And perfect example is in that game, if, if the Jets convert the two-point conversion, all of a sudden now you're in trouble because I think the closing line might have been three and a half, depending on where you got the number. So I think there's great opportunities. My favorite thing in the NFL, Mike, is to tease home teams getting points. You mentioned the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. That's something you take a look at or similar situations. Uh, there's one where you get through the three and the seven, and that's the Bengals, which are down to two and a half. You can take them up to eight and a half on a six-point teaser. They're playing at uh, Soldier Field against the Bears. I like the Bengals. I took them plus three already. I like them plus two and a half. I like them on the money line, but I would include them as a teaser as well, getting more than a touchdown. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's going to be difficult for the Bears to be able to cover uh, such a number. Tell you one thing, if you do a teaser with the Bengals, this is a good game you can middle. Bears are minus two and a half. Bengals plus eight and a half, potentially. Mm -hmm. And if you have them teased with someone else that you really like, I think there's a strong possibility. I don't think anybody would be shocked if they saw the Bears won by three or four, if the Bengals won by three you or four. You get three, four, six, seven. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, that's pretty good here. Here's another game. We've talked about the Saints with COVID, with the coaches, and how they have to practice in these meetings and that. They're at three and a half. Do you think about teasing the Panthers up on a seven-point teaser to ten and a half? Absolutely, and I don't <laughs> think people are being fooled by the performance of Jameis Winston. I think he played well, but I don't think people are all, all of a sudden infatuated with the New Orleans Saints. All right, we've got Tank Williams. Uh, all Pac-10, All-American safety from Stanford, played for the Titans, Vikings, and Patriots in the NFL, and he's joining Odds On for the first time. Good afternoon, Tank. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but hey, it happens. <laughs> you're, wearing, you're wearing the Stanford hat, and I want to start right there. Should, Obviously, yeah. Should the Stanford administration, the athletic department, Start writing the letters of apologies specifically to all the other schools in the in the Pac-12 South for what they did in getting <laughs> Clay Helton fired and maybe waking up a sleeping giant at USC. I mean, honestly, I really don't understand why it was so surprising for Stanford to go up in there and beat on SC like that. It's not like we haven't done that in the past. I mean, we always play smart, dominant ball. We had three plays over 30 yards, averaged over five yards per rush. I mean, we just went into the Coliseum and do what we normally do, and that's beat SC. I mean, so I don't see why it was so surprising. But at the same time, it really just depends on who they're able to get in as a coach. Because I understand, like, the lore of USC when they had all these great guys. But SC hasn't been that team in a while now. I mean, so we need to stop living in the past. And currently, SC just ain't it. Tank, I like your enthusiasm and your confidence. So I'm going to have to ask you a question that would have occurred if I was a player on the sideline against Kansas State. Mm -hmm. You guys score are down twenty four to six. Does not does not not one person who says, "Hey, coach, we got to go for two here." Why are they kicking an extra point? I was apoplectic that they decided to kick an extra point and not make it a two possession game. I this happened against Wisconsin and, and uh, Virginia twenty years ago, and I still won't let my co host forget it. I said, if I was the AD, I would have come down and fired Al Gro in the middle of the game. I couldn't believe David Shaw made this mistake. There was not one guy who says, "Coach, we got to go for two. Hey, listen. 
I'm going to just throw out the whole K-State game because I've been in that situation before now. When I played at Stanford my sophomore year, the year we went to the Rose Bowl and played Wisconsin, we played Texas at Texas, and it was a 9 a.m. game Pacific Standard Time. That's the one thing you have to pay attention to. We played at 9 a.m. against K-State, and so those dudes were like half sleep. Coach Shaw probably included, and yeah, we made some <laughs> bumbling plays on offense, defense, and coaching-wise that led to us getting beat down. But I see that we totally redeemed ourselves in the Coliseum. So let's go. Let's not talk about the past. Like that's like I t- like I said about USC, they're living in the past. Let's not live in the past of K State. We're talking about that beat down we put on SC right now. This let's is, live in the present. This is why Stanford guys are smarter than the rest of us. What a great answer. He's like, let's just move on. Got the W. Let's go to the W. <laughs> Tank, you were drafted by the Titans. You had some terrific years there in Tennessee as well as with the Vikings. How concerned are you with the performance at home against the Cardinals in Week 1? We know this has not been a top-tier defense, but the offense looked lethargic, and they really weren't competitive in the second half against the Cardinals. Now they have to go to Seattle. They're catching six points. Do they have a chance to upset the Seahawks this weekend? I mean, obviously they have a chance. I mean, but if you look at anyone that covers the NFL – and I'm also in the fantasy football, too. Like, we expected that to be one of the games of the week. We expected, like, a lot of back and forth between that Tennessee and Arizona offense. And, I mean, Tannehill threw up a dud. I don't even think Derrick Henry touched the field. At least I don't remember him doing anything on the field. Julio dropping balls and have Brable getting at him uh, in the press conference after the game. I mean, we expected a lot from a man, A.J. Brown, and he was invisible. So, someone, something from that Titans offense needs to step up. Because i tell you one thing. Russell Wilson and them boys balled out against Indianapolis. Now, I feel like Indianapolis has a tough defense, but they were able to run the ball down their throats. Russell was throwing moon balls all over the field, and DK really didn't do anything. I mean, you know, he got a touchdown, and he was solid, but he doesn't do what he normally does. But against that secondary of the Titans, I mean, he may roast all those cats this week. Tank, when you look at it, were you surprised, and, and Mike had talked about this, my co-host, in terms of he was shocked that they didn't run more play action or try and feed Derrick Henry early on. When you got that big 18-wheeler, to me, you got to get him going early. He's the best running back in the NFL right now, and I think it makes Tannehill more effective. I'm not a Tannehill guy. There's nobody that criticizes Tannehill more than me. I don't want former wide receivers playing quarterback in the NFL for me. <laughs> now, listen, like, I didn't expect Taylor LeJuan to have that bad of a game. But once you see that Chandler Jones is giving him the business early in the game, exactly what you said. You established a running game with one of the most dominant backs in the league, and you pound them for one yard, two yards, three yards, until those turn into 10, 15. And if not, at the very least, you're keeping that man, that monster Chandler Jones, off your quarterback's back. So without them being able to establish the run game, getting down, because Kyler and those boys, I mean, they were just phenomenal. Like, Kyler was doing things that you really haven't seen too many quarterbacks doing in the league besides Russell Wilson. And so for Kyler to have that kind of performance and the Titans to get behind and have no one – no answer for Chandler Jones. And then when you do try to give him extra attention, J.J. Watt's getting in the backfield. I mean, there was really no answer, no response by the Titans on offense or defense. And so that was disappointing. So I expect them to come out fiery, even though it's going to be tough heading to the West Coast. That's a long trip to play against the Seattle uh, team that looks like they're just focused on every phase of the game right now. We're speaking with Tank Williams, former All-American safety at Stanford, eight-year career in the NFL He's a fantasy analyst for Yahoo Sports. You can find him at TankWilliams13 on Twitter. Tank, you played in 2006-2007 in Minnesota. Disappointing overtime loss to Cincinnati. This team had a lot of players they lost on defense to COVID. They get some back. They retooled the defense. 
What was your evaluation of their performance in Cincinnati on the defensive side of the ball? Ah, uh, man, it was disappointing. You know, because I expected with Daniil Hunter being healthy, you go out and you have Bashar Brill and you get Patrick Peterson out there on the corners. You expect that defense to, you know, put up a better performance. I mean, Harrison Smith's one of the highest paid safeties in the league. And Joe Burrow came out there and acted like he was still playing in college. I mean, he was Domino's boys up and down the field. Jamar Chase, like people forgot all about the drops he experienced all in the preseason because he was roasting the Vikings left and right. T. Higgins was the dude out there. We didn't even have to see uh, Tyler Boyle ball out because those other guys handled the business. And then Joe Mixon, I mean, we've been wondering when Joe Mixon was going to come on from a fantasy standpoint, and he was one of the top producers last week. So that Vikings defense was a ghost. They were invisible. They didn't exist. And so now where they get to do it? Oh, now you have to go to Arizona and face the dude I was just not talking about, Kyler Murray and all those weapons they have on offense. Like, the Vikings can easily go into a hole 0-2, and then, ooh, there's going to be a lot of folks clamoring for a, not a, a lot of necks in uh, Minnesota if that happens. Hey, we got about 90 seconds left. The Cowboys go to Southern California to take on the Chargers. Both teams' offenses were ultra-impressive in Week 1. Chargers only 2-for-6 in the red zone, but played well against... Uh, the football team, 73% on third down. Do you see either defense getting many stops in this game? Uh, not really. I mean, you said they were 73% against the Washington football team on third down, and now another tank is going to be missing from that game, Tank Lawrence, and so that's going to be a big, big blow to that Cowboy defense that already had, I don't know, what kind of trouble stopping Tom Brady and all those guys that were streaking down the field on offense. So I expect this to be a high-scoring affair. Um, Dak was impressive, even though you could tell he was a little bit rusty. So hopefully a week improve that helps him because they don't have to score a lot of points to keep up with uh, the Los Angeles Chargers offense. They look pretty explosive against a really tough defense last week. Tank, we appreciate the time today. Good luck for your Stanford Cardinal and what should be a very fun Pac-12 this year, competitive on both divisions. Yeah, we're going to see what we do against that SEC squad. I mean, it's not Bama, but we'll take a win against Bama. <laughs> Thanks, Tank. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. All right, when we come back, we're going to go to the Amalin segment, the Palm Reader Playbook, and more talk about NFL teasers. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back the reduce their juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9. With it, Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-717. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Nice job by Amal Shaw. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. Amal, we didn't have a play yesterday. You've been on a good winning streak here. I'm hoping, and the public is hoping, you might have a play for us today. Going to the NFL tonight. Washington football team. I brought it down to three. Now the line is available at three. I got the worst at a number here. It's at minus 125. But uh, when you look at this team, or the um, when I look at this matchup, Mike, I, I think Washington's going to win this football game. I, I want to ask you this question mm-hmm. because I think Survivor gets a little tricky this week, and you're still in it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because of Christmas. Now, should you refrain from using the Browns and the Packers, who are big favorites this week, because they play on Christmas Day? Or is Christmas so far down the road you don't have to protect against them? What's your theory? I'm not asking you to give out your survivor play yet, or if you don't want to, that's fine. But did you consider using the football team? I would today. Yeah, I actually strongly considered it. Mm -hmm. I I had thought about it. But the only problem is, even though I like Washington in this matchup, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Giants pull an upset. Don't you think the Giants winning is a greater likelihood than Houston or Detroit winning at Green Bay? Uh, I do. Um, so if you're not going with the football team and you don't want to burn your Christmas Day, the Packers uh, or the Browns, who are you looking at this week? Would you, would you what say, about Tampa? Or do you save them to try to get that million-dollar bonus or that doesn't even come into 
to it depends. Look, you got to get playing at home game. against Carolina in week 18, I guess it is now. The last we, week no, game. yeah, but here's the problem. What happens if they don't need the game? Well, that's possible. I, but mean, I certainly don't want to save Kansas City at Denver. You know, Denver you know, will probably need that game if they're in the wild card. That, well, that's what I'm saying. What happens if, for some reason, yeah. Carolina has a better yeah. season than you anticipate? I think it's something you can consider. I think there's a lot of options this weekend in terms of teams you can take a look at. I know you don't use road teams, right? That's, Generally, that's, I try not to, but that doesn't mean. No, I, mean I, I mean, it's not that I'm not willing to. I got burned on that last year. That was my mistake. I know some people have considered the Broncos at the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I'd stay away from that, though. Um, well, it's hard be, to. Well, because you, they get the Jets at home next week. The Broncos. I would rather use them at home against the Jets in their home opener than use them on the road at Jacksonville. Um, I like the Seahawks a lot this week. I, I don't. I think I would roll the dice and go with the football that, if I played different i don't have any money in it yeah right? i don't no. have any skin in it. i'm just talking theoretically no i don't think it's a bad play i'm gonna take in the playbook today just one play for two units uh i'm gonna take gaussman and the giants yep. today i still don't think they're getting any respect to the market i don't either why is this price so cheap you know earlier today it was 140 this morning i know it's gone up 155 160 i played them on the run line plus 110 against the padre who didn't even name a starter till about an hour ago well, I, I this team has scored them all. The Giants have scored six or more runs now in nine straight games. The uh, yeah, last night being the one uh, they lost, but they, they still scored six runs. Did they score a run of the night? Yeah, I think yes, it was yeah. nine five, and I turned. Nine, and I was six, like, okay, yeah. they got another run. Yeah. So I mean, they've been unbelievable in terms of what they've been able to do offensively, and they have power. This is a team that has some power. So I'm with you on this one with Gosman on the mound. I said, now here the Reds are struggling. You would have thought the Reds with Molly today. They're still scoreless. The last I looked. I said on Follow the Money with Mitch and Paul this morning, Rob Manfred should just come out right now today and say, no team in the National League deserves a second wild card. We're going with a four-team playoff. We're going to split up these two teams in the West that have the best record. Dodgers, you can go and play at Milwaukee. Atlanta, you can go and play um, at San Francisco, and we'll, and we'll have a Final Four. Giants, I think it was to win the World Series when I looked two days ago. Today's Thursday. On Tuesday morning, they were 7.5 to 1. Yeah, I think Gil Bedham at, at 8 or 9 to 1 last week. Yeah. What do you think about You know who holds the second wild card right now. St. Louis Carroll. Yeah. There was a bet available yesterday. The Cardinals to win the wild card game at 11 to 1. I'd have taken it. Of course. Right? Yeah. Because they just have to make it. Even if it's against Scherzer with Wainwright, Scherzer's not going to be more than 210 or 220. I agree with you. And even if he is, you. you and what if the Dodgers win and it's against Gaussman? Yeah, exactly. He's going to be 160 maybe at home, right? I, I'm with you. I think it's I, worth the I risk. Think it. Let's get back to the NFL. I want to talk about this about teasers. What about if a team is a six point favorite? Do you consider teasing them down to a pick? Because this week we have a lot of that. The Steelers have gone to six. You could tease them down to a pick. They have gone to six. The Broncos are at six. You can tease them down to a pick. The Seahawks are at six. You can tease them down to a pick. Do you consider that in a teaser where a team's at six or seven and teasing them down to a pick? I know you're not going to go through the zero to get one. That doesn't make any sense. No, absolutely, because (laughs) I I don't think when you look at the uh, Seahawks, they're probably going to lose at home against Tennessee. They're so tough up in Seattle. They didn't have fans last year. Remember yeah. that? This is the first game back. And they had that horrible loss to the Giants at home last year with no fans there. Um, I, I think this is going to be a tough spot for the Raiders going on the road. Quick turnaround for them. Remember, they have a short week. Mike, it was not only did they have an overtime game, but it was a tight game throughout. It was, it was not one of those games where you say, okay, we won or we lost by a large margin. This is a team that's going to have to be ready to play. And I think the Steelers have a lot of positive momentum based on what they were able to do in Buffalo. I think I'm leaning on playing the Chiefs minus three and a half on Sunday night against the Ravens because I think this number is going to go up to four, four and a half, or five. I can't believe in the circuit millions it was at uh, three and a half. I thought yeah. it was going to be four all day. Yeah. I think and, the line's going to get to four and a half by kickoff, in and, my opinion. And they've got more trouble with the line of Baltimore. Now, Villanueva is going to have to go move and play left left tackle, and now they're going to have to put a, a, a replacement player in at right tech. 
I just think it's going to be very tough for the Ravens in this, but I'm surprised that this number still sits at three and a half with you. Yeah, Villanueva was a turnstile last he week. Had the, he had the worst rating in football of any offensive line. Oh, he did? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why, uh, you know, people that follow the Steelers were not disappointed to see him No, walk. they had to cut him. Yeah, exactly. So I don't uh, know why they thought he'd be better, but he certainly wasn't in week number one. We haven't talked about this game at all. 49ers laying a field goal at the Eagles. Both teams want to know. Yeah, I'm not uh, you know overly excited with either team, but I would be apt to maybe take a shot here with the uh, 49ers. I have a lot of question marks still about Philadelphia. I know they played well against Atlanta, but I don't want to overreact based on one game. I think the line's a little bit of an overreaction. I thought this line should have been San Francisco 4. A game that I'm interested in, I haven't made a play on it yet. I don't know where this line's going to go. Is the Cardinals and the Vikings. Cardinals are laying 3.5 here at home. Well, look, Minnesota have some question marks. I, I like this game over the total. Mm. I think both teams are going to be able to score. I know Minnesota's known for their defense, but I, I don't think Arizona's defense is shutting too many people down except Tennessee. 50 and a half it sits right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think uh, Kirk Cousins and company will be able to move the ball in this game, but I also think so will Kyler Murray. Remember, you're in a dome, good environment to be able to throw the football. I think there should be some offense in this one. Remember, at Tennessee last week, they had 51 points with two minutes left in the third quarter, and then, of course, no scoring the last 17 minutes to keep that game under. <laughs> including a missed field goal by Prater, who but, normally never misses. Yeah, uh, that came as a surprise. Yeah. But remember one thing, in a blowout, you have a situation where both teams are just trying to get out of there. Yeah, but you know, they were playing prevent defense. Tennessee still couldn't move the ball up and down the field. Yeah, Tennessee is playing prevent <laughs> the time from going away. Let's get out of here situation. They, they, they sure were. Uh, Patriots at Jets. This number was five and a half. We've seen it creep up to six. I'm leaning towards laying the points here or including the Patriots in either a teaser or a money line parlay. Yeah, look at the money line here if you can and get them in a parlay. Sometimes the odds are better than the teaser. I'm not thrilled about doing that on the road, but I, I would do it. Uh, Makai Becton out for the Jets. That's a big blow on the offensive front. Uh, we'll see how Zach Wilson performs. And look, I think Mac Jones is just comfortable. You have to be confident in terms of a rookie. He is performing well. They without Outside the fumble, they're probably winning that game uh, against the Dolphins there. So you think they are 0-1 in the 17-16 game. But, you know, I, I, I look at the in live on all of this, and they were, they were close to $4 as they drove down the field there, down 17-16 as it got to be, uh, to be under three minutes and then under two minutes on that drive before the fumble. Uh, I mentioned this game to Tank Williams, Cowboys at Chargers. Amal, I know it's a high total, 55, 55 and a half. I lean over here in this spot. Three and a half is the line, Chargers favorite at home. I, I, now up to 56 at DraftKings. Okay. I'm going to tell you why I don't care for these totals that are this high in the NFL. Because the one thing is, unlike college, when you have a failed drive, the NFL, you just don't have the time and the opportunity to necessarily make up those failures. In college, you get a quick turnover, a big play, 75-yard touchdown run. Look, in the NFL, if we have a 75-yard touchdown run, it's the highlight on ESPN for a week. You just don't have those types of huge plays necessarily. I I'm going to stay away from this total, but I get where you're coming from from the standpoint you believe it's going to be high scoring. I'm mad that this game's gone to three and a half. Uh, I, I, I love the Chargers at three. Um, to me, I, I think in the contest, they have it at three and a half as well. After week one, are you more convinced Chargers are a playoff team in the AFC? Yes, because of Rayshon Slater. On the left side of the offensive line, I think he's going to make a difference. No Demarcus Lawrence for Dallas. I don't know who's going to get home. I think with Herbert's accuracy, with the receivers he's got, Allen and Williams, big day ahead. Monday night, the Lions travel to Lambeau to take on the Packers. This line, uh, 10 and a half or 11, depending on where you get it. It looks like a good bounce back spot for the Packers after they laid the egg in Jacksonville. Any interest in this game for you yet at this point? No. You know, a friend of mine said something to me that was really interesting. He goes, is there a possibility that Green Bay just has a bad year based on all the turmoil that took place in the off-field before the season started, and it just kind of carries over? It's not that the talent is lacking or the ability is lacking, but sometimes 
just for whatever reason, we see teams that are expected to do well, it doesn't work out. Are we being misled about how the Lions are by the 16 points they scored inside of the two-minute warning? I think a little bit. Yeah. I think so. Because remember, uh, the line was, what, nine at home? Now, all of a sudden, it's 10.5 against Green Bay? Right. I don't know about that. You're interesting there. All right. Certainly a lot of uh, different angles to attack the NFL this weekend. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.